You're listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 175, where we will be discussing chapter five of City of Lost Souls, Valentine's Son. My name's Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. Did did I? Is that how I say it? No, I no. don't think that's how I say it. I say I'm Kristen, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But your name is Kristen. Sorry. So it's okay. You were obviously listening to a lot of Eminem this weekend. <laughs> yeah. What? My name is. <laughs> do you know sometimes when you do something and it's so like muscle memory and then you go to do it and you do it wrong and you're like now I can't remember what the thing is that's supposed to be like natural to me yeah. mm-hmm. it's like love when you go on vacation love it when our brains and then you answer us. the phone at work when you come back and you're like, <laughs> did, I, did I do that right I felt wrong <clears throat> Dude, I just want to know how come I can't spell words anymore? Okay. Like, I was trying to type out my thing, and I'm just like, that's not how that's spelled. How do you do that? What? Like, autocorrect and the red underline and all of it, it's just making me dumber. Oh, because, yeah, because you, cause you could just right-click, and you're like, yeah, that's the one, without really paying attention to what the difference is. Uh-huh. And, but when it gets fucked up so bad that it doesn't know what I'm trying to say. It's my favorite. And then I'm like, okay, I got to try to spell it differently so then it can pick up what I actually want it to say because mm-hmm. I know how to read the word, but I don't know how to spell the word. And that happened to me thrice while writing thrice my script. So I was just uh, like, yeah, that's big dumb. I love it. Mm-hmm. I my favorite is when I try to pronounce a word that I've only ever read. Mm-hmm. I try okay. to use it. Well, because like you know, when you read, you like start picking up, like you, you know, you pick up new vocabulary or whatever. But mm-hmm. I was trying to use the word modeling in conversation, and Jason's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> Is I had to Google it and have Google like, like pronounce it for me. (laughs) I love the internet, dude. Love the internet. (sighs) I do too. I was trying to figure out what word it was. I was scrolling and I can't figure it out. I'm sure when I say it again, I'll be like, "That's the one." Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out. I was trying to tell someone where my grandma lived in Mm -hmm. town. And um, the people that I was hanging out with are older than me and smarter than me and probably had to look shit up on maps to, like, actually get places. Mm-hmm. So they kind of know, like, main roads and where stuff is about more than I'm, like, GPS had to go right, so I went right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I could not figure out the word, the road she lived off of. And I just stood there going, uh, 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 uh. And then I didn't know her address. Like, I know how to get to her house, but I don't know her address, so I couldn't look it up easily and then as i was driving to her house yesterday i was like territorial and i yelled it really loud oh, to yeah nobody <laughs> that's to great. nobody yep that's where it is you're like you're like thanks if those synapses could have fired i don't know 36 <laughs> hours ago that would have been great right. yeah. <laughs> um it was thursday last week it was longer than that <laughs> i love it 
And then I was going to text, be like, hey, guys, I figured it out. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Not a damn person was sitting up at night being like, God, I wish she would just tell me the street so that I could go to bed. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that happened the other day when I had my kid at work. And so did Robin for a little bit. And Lincoln was saying something that none of us could figure out what the hell he was talking about. And on the drive home, I finally figured out what he was talking about. And so I text Robin and I was just like, nobody cares. It's done. What is dead may never die. But this is what he was saying. (laughs) I was so excited that I figured it out. Anyway. Uh-huh. That's hard. Good stuff. Oh. We're so boring. Everyone had a good weekend? A good yeah. long weekend? I well, mean, I had to work on Sunday and Monday, so it wasn't ew. a long weekend for me. Yeah, because you guys are in fucking retail. They make you mm-hmm. do all kinds of mean stuff, like working okay, on so holidays. If you had the fourth off for a holiday, mm-hmm. and like you were a normal person's fancy white collar job, Maybe mm-hmm. even a blue collar job. I don't know. Did mm-hmm. you take Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off? Or did you just work Saturday, Sunday, work Monday, take Tuesday off? Would, like, what's my regular schedule? Like, if you're a Monday through Friday, babe, and you get holidays off, did so, you get an extended weekend? Like, where you got Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday? When or did I you just the- get Tuesday? No, so when I worked at the bank, so banks can't be closed for more than two days in a row. Okay. Um, so we couldn't have, like, we couldn't observe holidays, like, on a Monday. If we were closed Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and the holidays on Tuesday, we couldn't then take, like, close the office for Monday. So it, it, we would run a skeleton crew. Um, Crazy. Like, well, Omar the- gets holiday pay, too, but he has to work, mm-hmm. like, he doesn't get holiday pay if he mm-hmm. doesn't work. It's not like they're closed. Oh, yeah. All of my, like, office jobs, like, they would pay you for the holiday um, just straight time. And then if you did work, then you'd get double time and a half. Like, when I was a credit analyst, I – because, mm. you know, it's sale weekend. You mm-hmm. can't be off on sale weekend when they're selling cars. And so, you know, you volunteer it, – it, it was mostly volunteer because, like, there was always somebody who wanted to make the overtime – but, I mean, when you make $40 an hour and yeah. then double time and a half, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll work eight hours. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh-huh. That's insane. Especially yeah. 4th of July, you're still off in time to do all the uh-huh. festivities. Well, and my, my whole point of view is, like, I can celebrate the holiday any day. I can't make double time and a half any day. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Jason, so Jason does tugboats, right? His company does tugboats. And they, the crews are on for two weeks, off for two weeks on the river. Um, And so during the holiday, they, you know, they're still running the ship, you know. So if you volunteer to work Christmas, you get like 30, because they include like Christmas Eve, Christmas and Boxing Day. And so you get, like, 36 hours of, like, insane pay that basically will pay for, like, your entire Christmas for your whole life. Like, for, like, for, for your whole family for, like, the whole year. <laughs> You're like, uh-huh. oh, there's Christmas done in one day. I'm like, yeah, if that was the case, then I'd be like, yeah, we can celebrate on New Year's. I don't give a fuck. Yes. 
Absolutely. You just made three grand in two days? Yeah. <laughs> or three days? Crazy. Yeah. But the boat guys make lots of money. Oh, yeah, I bet. Working that schedule, too. That's crazy. Uh-huh. Well, and I'm like, two weeks they got to be, like, super skilled. I'm like, I wouldn't want to fucking operate a giant tugboat, push, you know, pushing millions and millions of pounds of stuff up the river. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. I don't even want to sit in the aisle seat on an airplane. So. <laughs> the exit aisle? Yeah. That's what I mean. Thank There's you. Too yeah, much the responsibility. Ex- the, yeah. the emergency exit. Yeah. Thank you for knowing what I meant. I get scared every time they say that and I'm like, <gasps> and I'm like, no, bitch, you would know if you're sitting in the emergency exit aisle. Oh, yeah. You don't have that responsibility on your shoulders. You're fine. There's not a big sign that says emergency exit. I will, I will fucking throw bows to get an exit aisle, like, or an uh, emergency exit row. I'm like, I'm, that's me. Hello. And they're like, will you do? I'm like, yes, of course. I don't care. I mean, I guess first? you get to be the first one off the plane. Yeah. I didn't think about that. I, I, I don't care. I want the extra leg room. I'm short, but I like to stretch. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I even, I remember one year uh, I went to a conference and I was coming back and like all of us managers were together and I went up because I had to, I had to do something at the ticket counter or whatever. And one of my fellow managers, we were, we're both, we were both the same level in the company. Okay. Very important. So I walk up and he's standing right behind me and I we're talking about something and, and she goes, the lady behind the counter goes, oh, well, this is an exit row. Are you old enough? I was like, I am 25 years old. <laughs> and I am a manager. How old do you have to be? I, you, I think you're, you have to be like 15 or something. And she thought that my coworker, my, my equal oh my partner coworker was my father. And I'm just like. It's so embarrassing. That's But great. that was really funny. I was like, uh, no. Like, I'm like, I was so taken aback, too. Because she's like, are you sure you're old enough? And I'm like, what the fuck? Ma'am. <laughs> I'm like, I have, like, a child. Like, I'm a grown-ass woman. <laughs> Dude, I don't get carded anymore except where carding is necessary. Mm. <clears throat> I got carded. kind at, of. Or not carded. I was asked when I went to the liquor store recently because I don't. I don't ever go to the liquor store. And so I always panic a little bit that I'm going to look like a fucking idiot going in there. Cause I've literally only been in a liquor store above the age of 21, probably like five times. And <laughs> so, cause when I drink, it's just, if I'm going out and I'll get a drink or whatever. Right. Anyway. So I get to the counter and the guy goes, are you 20? You're, you're 21. Right. Or something like that. And I was like, unfortunately, yes. And he goes, okay, that was the right answer. And I was like, wouldn't the right answer just be asking for my ID? Jerk. <laughs> Make me feel sad. I'm jealous too. Oh, I, could, uh, I did it. Oh, Amanda, why are you deep throwing your mic? I don't know. Why wouldn't I? Why not? I'm keeping that in. I'm keeping that in. <laughs> <sighs> oh my god that was perfect okay 
All right, well, what do you guys say we cut the chit-chat and kick things <laughs> off with Robin's recap, huh? Previously on Downworlder Dish. Our main characters are huddled up discussing what Clary saw between Jace and Sebastian and are putting the facts on their teenage scales of justice. They produce a few solid facts to land on, the first being that they cannot go to the clave because they would that would mean Wild West style wanted dead or alive for their boy Jace. Second, they can definitely not go to the Sealy Queen because they're empty-handed without the rings, and the bitch made a deal with them for information that they already know. Like, why? Our broodiest member sneaks away from the group to quest for an answer to his boyfriend's immortality dilemma. He walks right into the lair of Magnus's ex-girlfriend and super scary, extremely old vampire Camille Belcourt. They dance around the subject and Alex Anger gets the best of him. And not that it's entirely undeserved, but the two throw down. The battle ends when Alec forces her hand into the sunlight and Camille thanks him for making her feel alive again. It's like, bitch, you're dead. You're never going to feel alive again. <laughs> Camille lets out the secret, which turns out to be a letdown. There's no way for Alec to become immortal, but he can take Magnus's immortality from him. Back with our redheaded bestie, Clary's at home trying to draw a new rune that came to her in a daydream on the subway. Her mom interrupts her, talking about food, being ready, and they're both, like, not eating or whatever. Like, that was very bleh for me. It's not into mm-hmm. it. Uh, the rune ends up finished, but it's something that isn't going to help ATM, so it's more of a to-be-continued moment. <laughs> Lastly, we get to check in with Maya and Jordan, who are digging for clues and coming up empty-handed at the naval... I said museum, but it's not. It's a naval yard. I just made that up. I lied. I'm a fucking liar. Why they start You, you should talking. be very familiar with a naval yard, Robin. Naval yard. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everybody knows the boat although i don't think that's counted as that (laughs) it didn't count as that it was not the deal was not okay any 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 quace um they start talking and jordan becomes way too desperate offering his savings to send maya to college and then giving him the chance like after he gets the chance to kiss her he gets creepy possessive pulling the game of thrones i am yours and you are mine bullshit Mm -mm. like no Mm -mm. he wants to be daddy but no he, he is what? not daddy. <laughs> Jordan isn't even stepdaddy, okay? No, he wants <laughs> to pay for college and then claim her. Oh, okay, okay. I gotcha, I gotcha. Okay, that's fair. He's like sugar daddy. Yeah, sugar daddy. But he's actually yeah. sugar babies. Yes. He's small. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Maya immediately puts the brakes on and turns tail. Get it? Uh, She's a dog. Uh, I like it. Uh, telling him not to follow her. <laughs> oh, that's great. I like for for all of the the waiting and the pining that Jordan has seemed to do over the last few years since he turned Maya. He's certainly not playing it cool now. <laughs> not at all. No. Which honestly feels probably more realistic to me of like he'd be like okay just out of sight out of mind we're just not gonna like go there or whatever and then as soon as he gets the opportunity he just like totally is way too excited because he's he's a puppy he's just too excited right. and he ruins it <laughs> like, this is why we can't have nice things because you know you want to play but then your tail starts wagging and you knock over the vase and then now we can't have nice things <laughs> 
Give my kid knocked over a plant at my grandma's yesterday. <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> oh my gosh. You guys, well, shockingly, Clary is still asleep when we start this chapter. Oh, crazy. We're opening with one, one of her infamous dreams. So she's in like a Hoth version of Alicante, um, where everything is covered in ice. Like the city's covered in ice. And what I'm assuming is Lake Lynn is like, I was, it, it, she just says it's a, a an ice covered lake. But I'm like, she's talking about how the towers look like Alicante. And I'm like, this is Lake Lynn. Right. So she's, she notices two figures standing on the ice. And so she's scrambling down the hillside towards them. And Sebi, with his black wings and white blonde hair, stands in the middle of the frozen lake. And beside him is Jace. And despite, like, the Sin City vibes of this dream, like, everything's <laughs> black and white. But, like, Jace's hair is in color. Right? <laughs> Did you also picture him like instead for me instead of his hair? I just pictured him with red lipstick on. (laughs) It specifically says hair, but that is not where my mind went. I feel like we've talked about this before, but the same thing. It reminds me of that thing on Happy Gilmore, where the grandma's in white, or you know, the happy the the hell and the the anyway. Go to your happy place. Thank you. You know what I'm Uh saying. Um, God, I, I'm glad I forgot about that movie. Every oh, time good I'm movie. reminded that Jace has curly blonde hair, mm-hmm. um, I you die a little inside. ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like that it's curly. I'm like, no, that's a no for me. And I, I don't even love that it's like golden blonde. I'm like, meh, meh, meh. It's not my thing. The, the, char- the character, the, the, the person, I guess, on the... I don't have my book in front of me, but on the cover that I have is... I think that's a pretty good one. I don't know. I, mean, I like that example. It's not curly, curly. It's like wavy. It's like wavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because when I think of the way the curls are described, it's like he used a um, flat iron and then didn't brush the curls out. Um, okay. <laughs> like he looks like ringlets yes like ringlets that's what and and then i can't get it out of my head so that's that is specifically why i'm not into the curly description tousled wavy um yeah ringlet even would be better if it's described more as like a tight you know just not it's see here's the thing it's not that i have a problem with curly hair it's that if you have curly hair i want it to be dark that too. Okay. It's yes. it's it's the blonde. It's the the combination of blonde curly hair because I know the way she describes it. His hair is like longer, and I'm like, if it was curly and like short on the sides and the back, and like long and floofy on top. Okay, I could get with that. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. idea that he like basically has like a little creepy mullet. See, like that's yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The cover it's is wavy. On the cover, totally good. But um, yeah, it, yeah. It it also is kind of giving like cherub like church cherub vibes like yes oh yes yes mm-hmm. yes and, it is um Mm-mm. then it kind of gives me like 1700 vibes where it's just the, the like you know like it's a pin roll up <laughs> which would match the founding father's ponytail so maybe we've come full circle okay okay right. mm-hmm. i like this 
Oh my god. Okay. Wow, that was a long diatribe about <laughs> Jace's hair. So Jace turns uh and he sees her and like these giant white wings spring from his back and I I think he like flies over. It doesn't really say. It's just like suddenly he's there. But I'd like to envision that he, like, takes a running start through because he's in the middle of the ice and she's on the edge. It's like he takes a running start and, like, flies to her, you know? Oh, I was thinking, like, a power jump. Oh, that would have been way cooler. Yeah. (laughs) Mine is just, like, a Naratu, like, run and then, like, take off. Okay, okay, okay. This is way less cool. Uh, uh, so he comes over to her, scoops her up, and then asks her to promise not to scream, which, of course, wakes her up. She's like, that's weird, and then she wakes up. And so as she does, she's like, she has to take a moment to gather her bearings. She's in her room at Luke's. She's on her futon, which I'm like, they haven't gotten you a mattress yet? They had a whole ass engagement party, but didn't buy you a mattress? Um, anyway, so... (laughs) The, the only difference is, is that there's a warm teenage boy-sized body spooning her from behind, and she was certain that that wasn't there when she went to bed. I'm pretty sure. She's uh, <laughs> like, mm. For a second, she wonders if Simon had come in the night before and, like, whatever. Well, and she's like, style, she's like... style, huh? He's got to be and, sneaky. Well, because they used to, like, uh, they used to have slumber parties. <laughs> slumber parties. They used to have sleepovers and stuff. And so sleeping in the same bed was never a weird thing for them. So I think she, like, for a moment she's like, oh, was he trying to comfort me or whatever? But then she's like, oh, wait, but Simon doesn't have any body heat anymore? And whoever's behind <laughs> me is, like, a furnace. <laughs> it's it's Simon, but he's strapped a heating pad to his torso. <laughs> It's on low. It's on low. Just to. (laughs) (laughs) PSA, you're not supposed to sleep with the heating pad on, just so you know. Right. Yes. Don't do that. Don't burn down your house or give yourself, like, really bad skin burns. Yeah. (laughs) So, turning over, she finds Jace staring down at her like he's starving and she's a steak dinner, which is not exactly comforting to Clary because she even like, she's like, he's looked at me like he wanted me before, but this is kind of, this is too, this is more intense and a little bit unnerving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got you. At least, at least Clary's like survival instincts are starting to kick in finally. Like it was a bit of a delayed reaction, but I'm, I'm thinking they're, they're starting to connect things now. Um, before she has a chance to say anything or scream as he's asked her not to do in her dream, he covers her mouth and pins her on the bed, um, and tells her he's not going to hurt her, which like, don't you just love it when a man's actions and words match up so well? (laughs) It's like my favorite. So Jace threatens to disappear if she starts yelling. Like, that's how he's going to conjool her into, like, whatever. And so he convinces her, at least momentarily, to give him the opportunity to explain. But then he doesn't explain. And Clary's like... Also, like, why would she need to scream? At this moment, she missed him, and she's excited to see him, right? Like, why would she feel the need to scream? I don't know interesting so I don't know so 
she wants to know what the hell he's doing there, which apparently is not the exactly the reception that Jace was hoping for. Um, considering that he was sure that they all thought he was dead. He's like, uh, your boyfriend just came back from the dead and like, that's how you respond. And she's like, motherfucker, you just told me not to scream and pin me down on the bed. Like, tell me what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, that's not Jace's way. In Jace, in Jace's absence, Clary has grown a bit more of a backbone, which I appreciate. Um, and she's not going to let Jace off that easy. She, uh, he let them think that he might be dead. Um, and then he just strolls into the Institute with Sebi, the psychopath. Like, that's not fucking cool. And so I think the reason Jace did that is because what comes next, he knew that she was in the library. So he knows that she saw him and Sebastian. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be why he was like, she's going to freak Maybe. out. That's uh-huh. true. Okay. Okay. But Jace's excuse is that he was protecting Clary from having to either betray him or lie to the clave and then be, like, basically an accomplice after the fact. Um, he, he'd known that she was in the library, uh, but instead of saying anything, he waited and used the situation as an opportunity to test Clary's loyalty to him. Uh, he says it with prettier words, but, like, that's the gist of what he actually means. <laughs> that is some Just, sneaky... Bowl, yeah. In in case you you need someone to cut through the bullshit, all of that pretty words was he was testing her like a fucking <laughs> prick. So thankfully, Clary doesn't just blindly accept this, and she actually calls him out a bit, asking who the hell he is. She's like, I don't even like. Who are you? Like, are you polyjuiced? What's happening? <laughs> Because the day she knows wouldn't do something like that to her. She's mm-hmm. like, I would never do something like that to you. You would freak out if I did something like that to you. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, Jace's response is uh, the oh so compelling. I'm quote, I'm still me or I'm still Jace. Uh, I still love you. Bullshit. Um, unfortunately, it kind of works on Clary and she like starts crying. <sighs> And then Jace, being the atomic bomb of boyfriends, decide that now's a good idea. A de- what? Now's a good time for a makeout sesh. Which I feel like maybe Jace had been hanging out with Jordan too much. Like, they seem <laughs> to be, like, regressing at the same rate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <sighs> yeah. Um, okay. So their midnight rendezvous is interrupted by Sebastian kicking in her bedroom door and declaring, that's my sister you're defiling. Um, He doesn't actually kick it in. He just opens the door. But I liked the vibe of this better. Added some dramatic flair. It was great. Yeah. Uh, Which might possibly be the most Big Brother thing he's ever done, honestly. (laughs) Um, Although when good old Sabby does it, it's more creepy than endearing. And then he he immediately after makes it worse. Like, yes. it, it's it's like times. oh that's interesting and then he just makes it really creepy. I see. I assess the situation. I am yeah. the creep factor in every room. If it's not creepy enough, just invite Sebastian. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so despite Clary's uh, demands that he leave, which I'm like. At this point, when Sebastian comes in, Jace, like, sits up off of Clary. And so she's freed. 
I really don't understand. You know, maybe she's in shock, but like, I really don't understand that her response to seeing Sebastian is to say, get out. Uh huh. Like, right. I, she eventually says it, but first she like hears him out. Yeah. I'm just, but like she, it's not, it's like, get out. Not, I'm going to grab a knife and murder you. Right. Like I just, I feel like there should have been more of a aggressive response to seeing Uh Sebastian. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not, because she's been thinking about the fact that him and Jace have been together, you know, all day or whatever. But I don't know. It just felt weird. I was like, why are you not more, like, trying to do something? Unless uh-huh. she just assumed that Jace would intervene, which he probably would. Um, Where are we? Oh, yeah. Okay. So... Despite Cleary's demands that he leave, Sebastian settles in, leaning against her bedroom door... And she makes an unsettling observation that Sebastian and Jace move in the same fluid way. And then she's like, oh, that makes sense because they were raised and trained by the same man. My dad. (laughs) Right. They were Miyagi's the same way. Yeah. Whoops. I forgot. So she tells him Magnus should have left him as uh, frozen at Ragnarfell's cottage, which of course brings other events of that day. Like the fact that he'd kissed her, um, when he knew he was her brother, by the way, um, which is totally and completely different from the situation uh, with Jace from book three, because with Jace, they both, quote unquote, knew that they were siblings and decided, like, fuck it. Right. Like mm-hmm. She's like, it's creepy because, like, my brother kissed me when he didn't when I didn't know he was my brother. <laughs> right. You didn't give me all the information first. Yeah. <laughs> which I mean. Absolutely. Like, I, 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 it's not that I don't agree. It's just, it's just a little funny (laughs) that now we're, now we're weird about it. (laughs) Uh, So, okay. So Clary uh, makes note of the fact that Jace doesn't seem bothered by Sebastian's reference um, to their kiss. And he's like, he's like, we should do it again sometime. It's just like, whoop. But, like, the when he taunted Jace with the fact that he had kissed, with the fact that Sebastian had kissed Clary, like, Jace tried to kill him. And she's like, it's interesting that he's, like, thinks this is funny now. Which mm-hmm. he really shouldn't think it's funny. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to read this little quote. We should do it again, Sebastian said, examining his nails. Have some family time. Um... <laughs> I don't care what you think. You're not my brother, Clary said. You're a murderer. <laughs> I really don't see how those things cancel each other out, said Sebastian. <laughs> it's not like they did in the case of dear old dad. <laughs> okay, look. It's bad when the villain is more entertaining than the main character. Yeah, I mean, come on. <sighs> I mean, I mean where did he even get though, a good personality? I mean, not a good, I mean, a funny personality. It certainly wasn't from Valentine. <laughs> right. It, was, it, it must be Lilith's blood. She's like, oh, this motherfucker needs a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Sebastian pouts about having to wait in the dark 
hall while his friend Max on his sister. Um, and he's like, I'm bored. It's, yeah, that's fair. He, I, like, that's why he interrupted. Because he's like, I'm sick of standing in the dark. I can't even turn on a light. It's taking forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so my part starts with Jace sitting up. So maybe he didn't just automatically sit up when... It said that he I don't know. See, I don't, it does not matter. Point. But yeah, now... Okay, I'll keep going. You tell me. Okay, so... He sits up and pulls his shirt down, um, asking Sebastian to give them five minutes. Sounds like my kid. Five more minutes, mom. Five more minutes. <laughs> anyway. Even though okay. it's constructive like, time. Yeah. Okay, so in my, in my version, um, they're, uh, blah, 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 blah. So they're making out, um, and the bedroom door opens, and it says, Jace let go of her. Clary instantly jerked away from him, scrambling to pull down her tank top. Jace stretched himself to a sitting position with un- with unhurried, lazy grace and grinned up at the person standing in the doorway. So maybe, like, Jace got okay. off the bed when you start. Like, he sat up off the bed. Maybe. Yeah, that yeah. Maybe he's sitting on the uh-huh. bed, and then now he's, yeah. he's standing up. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Thank you. This is very not important, we, clearly. Not that it's important. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he asks, you know, give me five, whatever. And so Sebastian's like, Ugh, fine. And he closes the door, and Clary is like, what the fuck? And of course, it's a YA book, so Jay stops her, and he's like, hey, girl, language, watch out. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <coughs> anyway. Hey. Yeah. Hey, you. Clary starts to go on about how freaking crazy this dude is because he knew that she was his sister when he kissed her and that sh- like I just can't even get through words. That's so gross. He uh-huh. knew. You freaking knew. Anyway, she realizes that while she's bitching to him, to Jace about Sebastian about that whole kissing thing, that he's basically mentally checked out. Like he's not he's not there. So she pulls the old Mary lady. Aren't you listening to anything I'm saying? God. Dude, that is literally dagger stabbing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's the worst. <laughs> My voice is uh, annoying. I am definitely not talking to hear it. Yes. No. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So Jace snaps back to reality with her asking that. And, um... He's like, okay, like, I wasn't meaning to kiss you when I came here. So I totally get it if you're uncomfortable with him, like, waiting in the hall for us. That is not what she was talking about. And this shit is getting too weird. So she jumps up and feels the need to cover herself up in front of Jace because this is clearly not him. Like, this is not normal. So she tells him, this shit makes no sense. This is fucking weird, bro. And, um... Like, first you disappear, and now you're back with this fucked up motherfucker, and I'm just supposed to act like everything's no big deal? Like, I'm just cool, here you are? Finally, she's recognizing normal stuff here. Mm-hmm. Jeez uh-huh. Louise. So, Jace um, had waited to come and see Clary. He explains this to her, that he had waited to come and see her until she was, basically until she was cleared from the investigation, because he... I assume didn't want people to see him um, talking to her in case she was being watched. And then also he didn't want her to have to make the decision about turning him in or not. 
and she's fuming at this point, yelling at him, mm. and asks if he realizes how hard this has been on everyone, on his family, her, everybody. He's like, oh, right. Are they all looking for me? And then he goes on to start joking about, like, missing posters and what they would say about him and how hot he is. <laughs> well, and what doesn't make sense is, like, the easiest, simplest, and more honestly more believable answer would be i couldn't let you know because i knew you were going to be tried by the mortal sword mm-hmm. and then and then it's not about i'm testing you but like of course he's not yeah. smart enough to think about that uh-huh. that's fair uh-huh. well and it, we need that creep factor up there a little bit for the story right, right? yeah 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 we have to be able to recognize that this is not the normal thing yeah so um she is totally done She's not jumping into these jokes about calling him hotcakes or whatever it was that he was joking about would be on his missing poster. Um, So she tells him to get the fuck out. And um, Jace decides to shoot his shot, though. And he tells Clary that he wants her to come with him. (laughs) Like, she wants you to leave. Now's a good time to ask her to come with you. (laughs) Fucking idiot. Yeah, I'll go. But will you come with me? (laughs) Right. He's like, I'll explain everything to you. Just come with me. And she reminds him the last time she agreed to go with him was at that um, Ironworks party. And um, obviously she ended up, I don't remember what she said, cold and dead or something. I don't know. Like, she was just like, bro, look at what happened last time. And he defends himself. He's like, that wasn't me. That was Lilith. So, like, this is me. No big deal. And um, he also adds that this time he is bound with Sebastian. And I quote, cut him and I bleed. Plus, Sebastian has a plan. So, like, everything's fine, girl. Just come with me. Calm down. Yeah. No big deal. That's what she wants to hear. Calm down. Yeah. So she throws in his face that Sebastian killed Max. Like, hello. Snap back to it. He killed your brother. Um, but Jace just chalks us up to an accident. And says that Sebastian is just as much his brother as Max was. He called him like collateral damage, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he um, continues to defend Sebastian, adding that people get hurt during war and sometimes there's collateral damage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So sorry. I didn't even read ahead. I was no, just you're like, fine. Bro. Yeah. What? That was it's that insane. was planned out cold blooded. Like it was not mm-hmm. collateral damage, bro. Even then, that's not an excuse. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's an excuse Agreed. for Max. But even then, mm-hmm. I'm just like, bruh. No. It's insane. So Clary cannot believe what she's se- hearing. Like, I don't think any of us can, obviously. She's like, what the fuck? This is crazy. And he continues to try to convince, like, he tries to convince her to listen to this plan. Just hear us out. And I'm like, these are fire flags. They're not red anymore. They are little <laughs> fire <laughs> He's just like waving a stick of fire at her. That's the title of this episode is Fire Flags. Fire Flags. You know what? That would make a good sticker. That would make a good yeah. sticker. So suddenly there's a scream and the sound of breaking glass. Clary can hear from the other room. And obviously she puts together that it's Jocelyn seeing Sebastian. Out in the dark hall, I guess, because she was like getting a glass of water or something. Oh so my god! Clary, could you imagine? 
right? this poor woman, the psychological torture of that, because like she's so been thinking about her son for mm-hmm. the like however long it's been, what six weeks? I don't know, <laughs> two weeks? Right. Who knows? Yeah, a day? Who knows? But like, could you imagine? It, I imagine she woke up from a bad dream. And walked right? out into her hall to get something to drink. And then she sees her grown demon son. Like, a person in her house woman? and then realizes who that is. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Crazy. So Carrie darts <clears throat> out of the room, not only to get away from Jace, but obviously also to like check on her mom, get in on the cheese may. There's a list of reasons why you would go, right? <laughs> so... She walks into Jocelyn addressing him. She calls Sebastian Jonathan. But he's like, eh, I go by my stolen name of Sebastian now. I didn't want to keep that dumb name that you and dumb old dad gave me because you guys both betrayed me. So I don't want it. Mm. I made up my own name now, which we're all grateful for because none of us wanted to call him Jonathan anyway. And do you think he went by Jonathan? That's too long, right? I mean, I I guess I know a guy named Jonathan that actually goes. Listen, Jonathan would have given us better nicknames. That is very true. But yeah, I mean, I guess they weren't thinking about us. There's just too many. There's too many Jonathans. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's fair. Yeah. When they called him Sebastian for so long, it would get confusing. So anyway, Mm -hmm. she says to him that, um, Oh, sorry. I didn't understand what the fuck I was saying here. So she says to him, but also kind of like to herself, that she um, had seen his... She's basically... It sounds to me like she's almost whispering this. Like she can't believe she's seeing him right now. She saw his burned bones turn to ashes. Like, how are you here right now? And he's like, yeah, if you were a good mother, you would have sensed that that wasn't me and that I was still alive. But you suck. But. And he's, like, trying to make her feel bad. He's gaslighting her. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so then he um, he asks if she's even a little happy to see him. Aren't you glad to see... Aren't you even a little happy to see your son? And obviously he's being sarcastic, facetious, whatever. But, like, I feel like there has to be a part of him that wants her to say yes. Somewhere oh, yeah. deep down... The small Jocelyn part of him mm-hmm. has to want her to say yes. But she just asks him, what, like, what are you doing here? What do you want? And his answer is that he wants the Morgenstern legacy. And I just think that is, what is this? Medieval times? Who fucking cares, bro? You don't actually care, right? He's just doing this just to get back at people at this point, right? Like, mm-hmm. she's like, the Morgenstern legacy is like blood and evil and he, that's what he is so yeah <sighs> anyway he, he life, couldn't bro. like be the truth he's like look i want to be sassy <laughs> sarcastic and have my revenge that's what i mm-hmm. want <laughs> yeah i mean it's like when those when you see in evil movies where the villain just wants everything to turn like like um scar from the lion king he just wants everything to be like dark and like who wants to live like that is that what all evil villains want? That's why Sebastian's here. He just wants everyone to turn to mush. Like you want to eventually starve to death because there's yeah. no food left in the Pride Lands? Like, get yeah, out right. of here, bro. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. 
Well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. <laughs> I'm so hungry. Well, you did this to yourself. Duh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so she tells him that if he leaves now, he won't. she won't report their visit to the clave. And, by the way, the clave would kill both of them, obviously, including Jace, since Jace is cooperating with Sebastian. So, um... Clary kind of recognizes what's happening here and I think she steps in between Jace and Jocelyn I think is what I remember and um so then Jace decides to ask Jocelyn if he if she cares if he dies why are you stepping into this this has nothing to do with you bro she was just saying that you guys would both die to leave this alone yeah Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna read this part because it's sad and she says I care about what it would do to my daughter said Jocelyn The law is hard, too hard. What has happened to you may be undone. Maybe it can be undone. Her eyes move back to Sebastian. But for you, my Jonathan, it's much too late. Is your heart broken? Mm. Completely shattered? Like this poor woman. Uh (sighs) She just, my Jonathan, that really got me. I don't know. I'm just so sad. So she's obviously tearing up. And she reaches for a weapon when Sebi asks if, um, are you looking at me like that? Because I look like my daddy V-Tang. But she's like, no, brah. No. You look like a demon. Typical Jonathan shit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Classic Jonathan. Exactly. (laughs) She says, like, basically, you look like a demon just like you did the day you were born. So... And she apologizes to him for not killing him when he was born because he sucks at being a person. (laughs) And then she comes out like Uma Thurman in Kill Bill, which I've never seen. But that's what I imagine she did with this big ass Mm -hmm. sword. And she goes at him. She's like, bring it on. Well, and this is the first time. I mean, I think did. I think Jocelyn fought in the war, but we didn't see her fight, right? Right. Yeah, she was matched with what's his face, Luke, but Luke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was implied that she fought, but we didn't get to see yeah. it on page. I don't at least I don't remember. But like this is right. the first time we see Jocelyn being like real badass. Yeah. At least starting to be. Moves. I imagine that her um runes probably aren't as uh what's the word? Potent. <laughs> Right. I guess. Like her permanent runes? Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know how to make that noise, but I did. Hmm. Okay. Do you wonder... So. Okay, I have a random sidebar question. I apologize. Tell me. Do you wonder if, like, Jocelyn, like, secretly kept up her, like, workout, like, training, like, on the side, like, at right? the park or something? She's, like, doing, like, some, like... <laughs> Some training shit while like Clary's on on the swing set or something, and she's yeah. like hoping she doesn't see me or whatever. Like, I just imagine when Clary John- found out she was a shadow hunter. She's like, "That's why mom always took Taekwondo. This makes sense." <laughs> well, she have wasn't you, just an old person. I have you seen it. the movie Enough with Jennifer Lopez? Yes. No. Okay, so it's she, a good the, movie. The concept is she's an abused wife, and she takes her she fakes her death, takes her child, and gets gtfo and then her husband finds her and so then she like trains to like kill him because it's the only way she'll escape him that 
feels like Jocelyn. Like, I feel like yes. Jocelyn's, like, wrapping her knuckles when Clary goes to kindergarten and, like, <laughs> just keeping up on the maintenance just in case he comes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think she would. I mean, yeah. I mean, she was prepared with the vial and stuff, mm-hmm. so maybe, yeah. Yeah. This is not a joke, Kristen. She practiced hard. She trained. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. So, Sebastian taps into his inner 1999 and channels Scott Staff and is like, with arms wide open. (laughs) He does. He just leaves his arms up. And I imagine he's wearing a black trench coat, even though I don't know if he is or not. Mm -hmm. And then he tells... His mama drama to take her best shot and commit filicide. I won't stop you. <laughs> and Jocelyn's like, bet. Period. <laughs> it was an entire <laughs> sentence. Bet. And then um, she moves super speed to point the knife directly at Sebastian's heart. And in true evil maniac fashion, Sebi eggs her on to do it. Quote. You could have killed me when I was born, but you didn't. His voice lowered. Maybe you know that there's no such thing as unconditional love for a child. Maybe if you loved me enough, you could save me. Fuck. Bruh. The psychological torture. He's been waiting for this day. has got like a 18 charisma. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He does. And it's like used in all the wrong ways. Yeah, that that is a, a definite like vicious mockery. Like you're gonna have to roll a wisdom saving throw. She's <laughs> like, <laughs> going down. That, <laughs> that was. I feel like yeah. he has a note file on his phone where he just when he <laughs> thinks of good shit to say to her. Like I know someday I'm gonna see this bitch. I gotta get some good yeah. one liners. <laughs> I mean, and then he, he practices them in the mirror. Time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And another thing. <laughs> and he writes it down. I love it. Except it's Sebastian, so he probably is using like a notepad. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. With like a quill pen. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> and he's not. He's not practicing in the mirror. He's standing at the lake, looking in his reflection, practicing in his reflection, right? Because because oh, shadowhunters are old school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's like, like, when it. will my reflection show who I am inside? He's like an evil Disney princess. <laughs> All the demons flock to him and like tailor his clothes and shit. Well, and he has daddy issues. Like the whole thing is there. His family oh. is dead. Oh. I yeah. love it. Okay, so um, they stare at each other in challenging silence until Jocelyn breaks it. By saying that he is pretending. Um, Viting taught him how to act like a human, but as a parrot, he's taught to speak. But um, he's just repeating words, and he doesn't actually feel anything. She wishes he did, but then she leaves Gen X-style ellipses. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. That's the worst. <sighs> Jocelyn tries. Oh, sorry. I read that wrong. She um, strikes. She, like, cuts herself off and she, like, goes, <clears throat> and it's a perfect arc and most definitely should have MDK'd him. 
But he's, like, uh, using his fancy pants demon skills with a Z to dodge what should have been a fatal wound to a scratch. Like, tis but a scratch. It's just a flesh wound on Monty Python, anyway. Um, Next to Clary, Jace sucks in a breath. And when Clary looks at him, he, too, has a spreading red mark under the front of his shirt. And she, of course, recites his cryptic bound message to herself, having a too late eureka moment. (laughs) He's like, oh, motherfucker was serious. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Serious black. Get it. Got it. Understand. So Clary, of course, throws herself between her mom and brother, telling Jocelyn to stop. And Jocelyn, Jocelyn, I'm sorry, is, of course, confused. And Sebastian takes the moment to twist the scene, saying how sweet it is that his little sister is defending her big brother. And Clary makes sure she's still, um, I don't know what I'm writing. The fuck she is. <laughs> yep. I see that. Uh, I, I, like, sorry. She makes sure to tell him, like, basically, like, the fuck I am defending you. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. Like, I am not. Um... This is not what's happening here. You're wrong. Uh, before letting her mom in on the bound brother business. And making sure to end with, like, basically, if Sebastian dies, Jace dies. Like, look at him. He's already bleeding. He's like Leona Lewis. It's funny to me that Joc- that Clary thinks Jocelyn would give a shit about Jace when this is Sebastian. Like, come well, on. Well, she did just say she cares about what happens to Clary. If Jace gets hurt, like, by the clave. But, I mean, at some point, you're going to have to pick who's more important. Collateral damage, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, Clary, uh, sorry. Sebastian calls the situation awkward, which is why I just, again, evil villain, just... Yeah. And uh, is curious to see how they're going to vanilla ice the situation since he's got no reason to leave. Because if there was a problem, then I'll solve it. How are you going to solve it? That's that's what that's for. Thank you. You're shaking your head the wrong direction, Kristen. Oh, so, yes. Sorry. I yes. should be nodding. Yes. Yeah, totally. Vanilla ice it. And then a voice from the hallway is like, uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> because I'm a tousled hair, sexy bookstore owner, Luke motherfucking Garraway. And I'd like to introduce you to my little friend here, Mr. 12 Gauge. And then I just, I, I, he pumps to click it. That's what's happening. Even though it doesn't say that, that's what's going on. And um, he explains that this is the gun they used to put down rogue wolves. And Luke points out that, like, even if I can't kill you, I can still, like, blow off your leg. And I really wanted the gun to have, as the hound would say, a cunty sword name, like Wolfsbane. Like, I'd like to introduce you to Wolfsbane. Yes. This is what we use to take down rogue person slash wolves. <laughs> anyway, uh, everyone is looking uh, down the scene with tension, except Sebastian, who, like, listen, I forgot to add this in here because I got too excited about my Wolfsbane joke. But... Um, Luke refers to Sebastian as Valentine's son, not by his name. So this is kind of Sebastian's response to that. It makes sense because he wasn't in the room to hear that Sebastian goes by Jonathan. And it would be confusing (laughs) at this point. Or opposite. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh It would be confusing at this point. I've told you not to call me that. Yeah. (laughs) 
So uh, he's gonna wear um, a name tag. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, my name's Sebastian. He has like a lanyard. He's like, I need to get this uh, laminated. And then he just has a crab pin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From the Little Mermaid. Okay, so Sebastian still has his cool arrogance going on, and he asks Luke, Luke, if Vitang's son is how he thinks of him. Like, that's how you think of me? In other circumstances, you could have been my godfather. Mm. And Luke retorts back by saying, under other circumstances, Sebastian could have been human. And I'm just like, the crowd goes wild. Damn, exactly. And Sebastian, in his typical, like, bully slash antagonizer, all he can do is launch off Luke's sick-ass joke by saying, like, same for you, person slash wolf. <laughs> come on, bro. You let us down with that. You've mm-hmm. been so creative thus far. Yeah, come on. Make your You're better than that. You, 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 really let, you really let Luke shake you with that? Like, like you haven't been called inhuman before? Come on. Mm-hmm. Right. I know. Like, you can't bring Luke down with a dog joke. Like, he's hurt them all. Do you think it's because Luke is, like, a dad to Clary, and he sees that the way, like, Luke Luke is the dad that he's he always wanted but never could have? He's jelly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that we're supposed to be, like, in this, like... We're supposed to look at Sebastian and be like, yeah, he was totally irredeemable from the start, whatever... I still wonder, like, Valentine, um, like, I mean, mm, mm-hmm. it, it's not like Valentine, like, Valentine's parenting style was literally, like, ABC, how to create a sociopath. Like, <laughs> I don't, right. And I, I don't know. I just feel like maybe, maybe if there was a little bit of nurture, I mean, he probably still would have been evil, but maybe not so evil. <laughs> Um, all I can think of is the, uh, there's like a, what movie was that where it was the Disney villains and their kids and they were like, don't you want to be evil like me? That's the Descendants? Or- the Descendants. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. That's it. That's it. I was trying getting caught up on the name of that. Okay. Um, Luke has a shotgun. Okay. And he starts sighting it down the scope, barrel, whatever. And Clary yells at him to stop. But Luke's finger tightens on the trigger. And then Jace is like, bring the action. And launches next to Clary. Like, this leap, by the way, described is, like, insane. He, like, Mm -hmm. launches next to Clary, like, throws himself over a couch. Like, and... I don't know. He does like a back handspring off the back of the couch and like, <laughs> like that. I'll like, like he's gotta be cutting some. Like maybe he's got diver hands, you know, oh. or he's like cutting some air or something. I don't know how that happened. His blog curls trailing in the wind. He's got rocket boots on. He's like rocket man. Jump, and um. Ooh. He uh, takes, like, he knocks into Luke just as the gun goes off. 
um, the shot shattering a window. And then Luke is kind of like knocked off balance. Like he didn't bring him down, but he like knocked the shot out of the way. And Luke's kind of like, damn. And then uh, Jace takes the gun from him and throws it through the broken window, <laughs> which is very cartoony. Like I was, yeah. he bends the barrel up, you know, like yeah. <laughs> that's what I was expecting. Um, and he tries to talk to Luke, but our resident daddy is done with talking and he pulls back and hits Jace in the face. He just punches him. And Clary's like, oh my God. OMG, what a juxtaposition between Luke defending Jace all the time and being so gentle and kind, turning violent to protect his family. And that's how I read it. <laughs> what? Like that. Like, she's just like, oh gosh, I can't believe Luke's usually so nice and she's always defending Jason and now she's punching him in the face. Like, duh. Duh. Right. We've known this since book one. <laughs> like, Luke literally killed a man to become leader of the pack. Yeah. To get with Jocelyn. You think he's not going to punch a child in the face? Killed a man who didn't do anything. Right. He's not a part of anything. He was just an innocent dude. And he's like, I've just got to murder you for power. Yes. Oops. Sorry. Like, sorry. (laughs) We've known Luke's a G from like day one. Yeah. From jump. Um, and it's like she didn't even see that meme we made. He protect, he attack. He the leader of the pack. Like, sheesh, woman, what are you even doing with your life if you're not liking Dan Wilder Dish's Instagram page? Who are you as a person? With her shitty photos. Luke from Gilmore Girl's face on a wolf. Who are you? <sighs> it's like we don't even know you anymore. <laughs> no, you you're not my Clary. Sorry. <laughs> my Clary would never do that. Okay. So Jace is obviously taken by surprise from the punch and he wasn't prepared for the blow. And like, that's why he is thrown into the wall across the hallway. Mm. And Sebastian just drops his facade and he snarls at Luke like a high fantasy protagonist. Okay. Mm. So there's a it. check mark of things you have to do and one yes. of them is snarling at your enemies he's yes. he's got it we're getting there and luke tries to move out of the way but sebi is the fattest <laughs> sorry <laughs> fastest fighter clary has ever seen it would be pht he like he's the fattest <laughs> fighter uh, it's about that time frame right when you would like he's dope the mental image that gave me. I'll, I saw the baby now, fat cat. Because now I can only see Sebastian with like puffy nipples. Oh. <laughs> that escalated quickly. No. No, you don't have to. Amanda, you know what I'm talking about. I plead the fifth. <laughs> no, we like. <laughs> I think we've broken Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. 
I mean, that's my life. (laughs) (coughs) I just really love the mental image of Sebastian, like, being, like, Kung Fu Panda, like, just being fat, but really, like, good. (laughs) But he's good at it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Two hours later. Okay. Um... I forgot where I was because I was so having so much fun watching you have <laughs> I know uh, have a breakdown asthma attack basically. Um, so he's like Jimmy Johns, okay? He's freaky fast basically, and um, she is even faster than her boo boo Jace. Okay, this it's intense. It's like camping, and he drives his dagger right into Luke's chest twisting it hard before yanking it back out. And Luke falls against the wall, slides to the floor, leaving a trail of blood down the wall behind him. So, of course, Jocelyn screams. And Clary's so did I. in the shit show. Just for yeah. the record. Just, as you know. So your customers are aware. <laughs> so, because um, obviously we're in Clary's pov. I don't know if we ever talked about mm-hmm, that, but that's mm-hmm. where we are. And um, she's taking in the shit show, drinking in a whole lot of what the fuck just happened. And Sebastian raises a dagger again. And Clary, like, flings herself at him, trying to knock him off balance. But she's basically, like, rolling a two. Okay? He didn't move, but he at least dropped the dagger. Like, mm. like it was a strength check. Nerd. She rolled poorly. So did he. Yeah. Thank you. And then this is a quote, Mago, that I'm going to read to you. He turned on her. He was bleeding from a split lip. Clary didn't know why. Not until Jace swung into her field of vision and she saw the blood on his mouth where Luke had hit him. Like, really, girl? Does this just further show, like, she's got tunnel vision for Jace so bad. Mm -hmm. Her mind can't figure out what's happening unless it directly correlates to Jace being hurt. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not one-sided. They're bound together. I don't know. You already said like, this. Like, don't you remember? 7,000 times. Yeah. It's, it's well, not, it hasn't been that much. He already got slashed by Jocelyn. And then Jace got, so it's like, oh, because yeah. Jace got hit. She didn't think the thing, like, maybe she thought it was one-sided with, like, only bad things happened to Jace. I don't, I don't know. That's <sighs> not what bound means, bitch. Mm. Okay, so Jace yells out enough and then grabs Sebi by the back of his jacket, saying that so maybe he is wearing a trench coat um, saying that this is not the reason they had came. It's not why we're here. And Sebastian tells Jace to let him go. But Jace is basically like no dice bitch and looks at Clary and then his lips shaped words that she couldn't decipher. And um, the ring on Sebastian's hand flashes silver and they poof into thin air. And just as they vanish, a metallic streak shoots through the air where they had been and struck itself into the wall. And it's Luke's sword that I can't pronounce and Kenjal um, just so y'all know Mama Bear Jocelyn <laughs> doesn't come to play baby she is done no she she pulled a Bellatrix yeah she, oh yeah uh huh she is mm. so Clary turns to look at her mom 
Like, I think she's mad at Jocelyn for throwing the, like, she's like, bitch, didn't I tell you if you kill them? Mm-hmm. If you build it, they will come. Okay. Did you not know? Not to mention, like, well, I don't know. I was like, it's not like she thinks that she can take, does she really think she could take on Sebastian and Jace? Like, that's silly. Even though right. you're trained. But then I was like, no, every mother thinks that they can take out their kid. That's no matter fair. how big they get. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, that's okay. <laughs> I think it's just kind of her last ditch effort. Like, I'm not going to let you slime yeah. away from paying for what you've just done. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. Crazy. <sighs> I just. I don't know. And I, I'm reading between the lines here on Clary's reaction, I think. But that's just. I have this feeling that she's looking like, why is she turning to her mom at this moment? Mm-hmm. Like, Clearly. So Jocelyn is making a beeline to, like, her hubby-to-be. Like, she's going over to Luke, who was just fucking stabbed and is on mm-hmm. the floor. That's what she's doing, ma'am. That's what you should be doing, too. Anyway. Clary starts to ask. Like, so Clary comes over. Jocelyn's with Luke. Clary makes her way over. And she starts to ask. And it sounds like she's going to say, like, is he dead? That's okay. but mm. she's cut off. Jocelyn cuts her off and um, telling her like basically this dagger was silver, thus negating the fast healing powers that he should have from lycanthropy. OK, it's not going to happen now. And I know, listen, I am aware that I've quoted three times thus far, but the last one was just kind of be an a-hole. Mm-hmm. And this one, I think, is actually important. <laughs> so I'm going to quote you one more time okay clary saw with relief if shallowly oh wait i started quoting that at the wrong spot so i'm just gonna tell you she can tell that luke is breathing Mm. if shallowly okay sorry gotcha uh she could taste tears burning in the back of her throat and for a moment was amazed at her mother's calm but then this was the woman who had once stood in the ashes of her home, surrounded by the blackened bodies of her family, including her parents and son, and had gone on from that. Like, yeah, Jocelyn bugs me a lot of times, but like mm-hmm. some things when they're just laid out like that, you just got to like, yep. damn girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jocelyn's obnoxious. And do I think she's a super great parent? No, but it's obvious that the reason she's not is because she's fucked up on her own. Like we're all fucked yeah. up. Like uh-huh. Jocelyn had no chance of being an excellent parent. She really didn't like there's, there's no way she's just, she's with all the trauma and not being able to actually like process it and not having uh-huh. a super great support system. She only had Luke. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's no way she could have given Clary everything she needed like emotionally and you know as you know part of their relationship she didn't have it clearly like she was just trying to survive and it's not Uh that she was a terrible parent it's just that she's not the best parent but it's not like people just decide oh I'm just gonna be a shitty parent it's not usually (laughs) how it goes right well, and even yeah. regardless of what her parents might have done for her, like, a lot mm-hmm. of that got washed mm-hmm. washed out with V-Tang, I would oh. assume. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, and, and even from the first from the first book, we saw how scared Jocelyn was. And her mm-hmm. fear really 
motivated her and kind of powered a lot of her choices when it came to Clary, which is not healthy and is not going to provide a healthy environment for Clary. But it's the situation that they were in, you know. It is what it is. is it does awful, make, but yes. I, I agree, though. It makes Jocelyn feel more human. Mm-hmm. Well, and Clary seeing her that way and really mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just like you, what did you say? Seeing it on paper written out mm-hmm. like that again was just kind of like, yeah, let's, which I know it's been on paper. We've got the story, but like, lest we not forget. Yeah. Sort of thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's a good reminder. So, yeah. Just a few are aware. Okay. So Jocelyn sends Clary on a quest for towels <laughs> and like she goes to the bathroom. She returns. She takes a towel from Clary and presses it down on Luke's wounds and Jocelyn tells her that she's called the pack. And fortunately, they have some members close patrolling in the area. So they're going to be there on the ASAP. And then Jocelyn tells her, like, they need to GTFO because these boys are going to be back for her. Just like V-Tang came back after 15 years. That's how the Morgansterns are. They never give up. Mm. No surrender. Apparently like the Lightwoods. <laughs> They all got uh, shadow hunter traits. Uh, yeah. Clary thinks about telling her mom that Jace isn't V-Tang. Like, that's what she's thinking about now at this moment when her dad is bleeding out, dying on the floor. Right. She's still got to defend Jace. But <laughs> she swallows the words and thinks better of it. Thank God. <sighs> Thank God goodness yes she's louise child this with you right now girl get your priorities straight just for a moment would you please Mm -hmm. and so she thinks to herself how she would really like to hold luke's hand and tell him everything is going to be okay but then she thinks about like what she was doing in the bedroom with jace and she's like "Mm, this is all my fault internalized penance anyone that is appropriate (laughs) reaction that's what we should do do you want a side a scoop and Jocelyn interrupts Clary's spiral by telling her to, like, go pack a bug out bag because they're not coming back to this house. Get what you need. We will not be back here. Mm. This mm-hmm. that that's the part that got me about, like, pack what you think you'll need, but only what you can carry. Like, that's what she did when she left V-Tang. That's just. Mm-hmm. Oh, Awful. He's still getting to her even while he's gone, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and, and imagine how, like, Jocelyn's, like, it never stops. Mm-hmm. Even when he's gone, it never stops. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Like, I thought fuck. I was free. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm tired. Fuck, yeah. She's like, God, I really wish I would have smothered him. Fuck. It would have been so much easier when he was a baby. <laughs> I just can't even imagine how irritated I would be with Clary in this moment. Like, I don't know. And I guess Clary didn't say anything out loud. We're just in her POV. But just the fact that she's trying to defend Jace's honor, basically, and not being V-Tangs when all this is happening with Luke. Like, Jesus. Ah. There's a moment that I didn't put in here, but we can talk about it now for a second, where she's just like, oh, my mom hasn't mentioned anything to me about why Jace came out of my bedroom or whatever. Yeah. Of course not. When like, would she have time? I know <laughs> that you think the moon and stars and universe revolves around you because you're at that age where you think mm-hmm. that that's the case. But like mm-hmm. this person is a person 
And I know you had a breakthrough about it because you just had this moment where you're thinking like, oh, my God, my mom did all these like Mm -hmm. crazy things with her life. But like she's not worried about that right now or about you or about Jace or anything else. Like Luke is dying. Come on, woman. Child. Girl. Yeah. (laughs) Child. Brat. Just kidding. Kind of. Yeah. Anyway. Well, oh I guess gosh. we'll find out if she does give her the business about it next week when you've read chapter six, No Weapon in This World. Okay. And for behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworld or Dish Podcast. We will see you next time. Um, bye. Bye. bye.